Welcome to the Domino Pod. I'm Freya. I'm Zahor. I'm Chucky. And I'm Flair. Join us for our weekly discussion episodes where we will bring on guests to tell us their life story impacted by the Domino Effect. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Domino Pod. I am Zahor and on today's episode I have a very special guest with me who goes by the name of Seher. Um, and she will basically be talking about how the domino effect has been quite dominant in her life. Uh, so, Seher, do you want to introduce yourself or shall I do the introduction? I'll let you have the honours. Okay, so um, Seher is, you're a long friend, long time friend of mine. Been my friend for about, I'd say, 10 years now. No, 10 plus years. 10 about plus. 15 years, yeah. literally. About 15 years. Um, and I know your story very well. However, I think it will be very interesting and helpful for everyone else to know your story. Um, so, so, do you want to just quickly say who you are, where you're from? Okay, so my name's Sahar, I'm 21, I'm from Sheffield and... Do you want to say what you do? Nursing. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're a bit. Are you a bit nervous to be? I am, I'm a bit nervous. I feel a bit awkward because you've never done this before. Yeah. She's never done. She's never that. T- Trust me, when it comes. I'd be to- confident enough to do it. It's just yeah. a bit weird because it's like I'm talking to you, but I feel like I'm not talking to you. Yeah, you are talking to all my viewers. But anyways, uh, I think we should get straight into it. Where Where did it begin? Let's start off there. So I was 18 years old, and it was. Um, during the first lockdown, the proper, proper lockdown that we had. Yeah. And um, I used to work full time mm-hmm. at a care company. And at the time I was doing that, all of my friends, because obviously it was a lockdown, all the shops were closed, most of the workplaces were closed, people working from home. I remember that, that was mm. horrible time. Nobody was awake. Yeah. So I would be at work, all my friends would be sleeping. Right, yeah. and I'd be the only one at work. I they'd wake that, up at yeah. six pm and they'd go to bed at like six am. Yeah. So I had no one to talk to. So I thought, you know what? I need to start speaking to random people on social media to yeah. keep me entertained whilst I'm at work. Yeah. So I really didn't have much to do at work either. You're quite a big personality on social media. She's got <laughs> more than fifteen thousand followers on Twitter. <laughs> you got more than fifteen thousand followers on Twitter, and. Uh, yeah, I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she posts some funny tweets. I'll, I do. I'll, I'll yeah. add her in the end. Thank but you. Yeah. Thank you. So anyway, um, this guy who I then ended up being a rela- in a relationship with was one of the people that I just randomly added on social media one day. I just seen somebody shout him out, a boxer shouted him out, and I was like, oh, he's really lucky. And I thought, you could pass bad time for a week or two, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what had happened on social media, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. you talk to someone for a week or two, conversation goes dead. And then you're out. And then you're yeah, like, right, literally. That's, that's, that's our life right now, mm-hmm. especially is. for people our age. Our age, exactly. Yeah. The way social media goes as well. So I've added this boy, thought nothing of it, really. It went how every other sort of interaction that I had with the strangers on social media yeah. went, except it went a little bit further. <laughs> <laughs> So, a bit too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a bit too much. Anyway, so me and him, we started talking every day. So I started speaking to him in about August 2020. When we'd first started speaking, I didn't really have any problems with him. I thought he was a really nice person. And um, he, he, he did, I did have a really good first impression of him. He was also a student. He was a year older than me. And we used to speak a lot. It was actually a very good relationship to begin with. 
I didn't actually meet him till a lot further down the line. Yeah. How I didn't long? get any about six months because okay. he used to ask me to meet him prior, and I told him, "Look, I don't like meeting." Was he your first? He was my first. Actually, the, the first person that you spoke to like that romantically. Or? Yeah. Okay. So, well, I did when I was younger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you but have when you the... get a bit older. You realise that people from back in school days when you were a little teenager, they don't, yeah. that were not, like, it don't count as a relationship. Yeah. You thought you loved them then and that were your boyfriend then and you, you get a bit older and you're like, oh, are we you? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. You know I mean? Like, that were pointless, weren't it? Yeah. So he was actually the only person that I'd ever class as anybody who I had a rom- romantic relationship with. He was my first ever boyfriend, if you'd like to say. Yeah. <laughs> so I met him about six months later. Things were perfectly fine even when we'd met. Obviously, covid Lockdowns, excuse me. Yeah. I'd been lifted by then, I'm going to swear. I know. She's got a habit of swearing, but I told her, let's keep it PG. (laughs) Trying my best. So, anyway, so I've met him a couple months down the line. When we first met, everything did go really well. He had a nice car. (laughs) And you're a car girl. I am. And then we actually got along really well. Um, Things. Oh, I think you need to ask me the next question. <laughs> yeah, so no, so the next obviously leading on to that, things were going well. And then when did it start going bad? When did Damn you start, re- yeah, when did you start realising that there was kind of something not right? So, with it being my first ever boyfriend, I had actually put a lot into it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Emotionally yeah. and stuff. And that was a big thing for me to do anyway, you know, to, to let my guard down, which yeah. I had done with him. And um, I felt like I'd put a lot into it. I was also his first girlfriend. Yeah. So we were sort of in the same scenario in that sense, situation rather in that sense. Um, wh- When it started going downhill, looking back on it now, I can say it started going downhill much further than I- I did at the time when I was yeah. in the situation. Yeah. Reflecting on it, I can see that, oh, no, that was a red flag, that was a red flag, that was a red flag. Yeah. When I was in the situation, I could look up, look past it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you were blindsided, mm. basically. So, Blinded by love, well, should we put it? Well, that's what happens, So, um, <laughs> it started to go bad, actually. When I'd first ever met him, we'd gotten along perfectly fine a couple of times, and after that, it, something had changed in him. Right, and okay. he just dis- woke up one day and decided. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> to say this. One. You can say it with. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be a bitch today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He just decided to change himself. Right. He started being very cold towards me. He started being very nasty. Yeah. Um, I'd met him a couple of times, and then after that, it was like I was having to literally beg him to see me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I thought, I thought we were in a relationship here. Yeah. A couple of months ago, you were begging me every day to see you. Now that I've seen you, I can't even. I mean, after book a viewing to see Literally. Literally. Especially when you're in a relationship, obviously, that's difficult. It's a bit of a joke, yeah. you know what I mean? But with him, the this, this situation that made everything, everything 110 times more difficult always, yeah. was the fact that him, I knew, I'd, I knew he had a caring responsibility for one of his family members. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever... I have told you. You have told yeah. me, yeah. So he had a caring responsibility for someone who's very close to him, right? Yeah. And I knew about that. And he knew I understood that very well because of my career, which is Which in, is in a healthcare. nurse, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so he, you've got a very caring nature in do general. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Exactly, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he yeah. also knew that that um, con- health condition that his family members suffers with, I understand it, and I understand the demands that that condition has yeah. and how he has to meet them demands. So 
there'd be times when he won't respond to me for a day or two or whatever on phone. Yeah. And at the start, that used to really make me angry. But then... You come to understanding that Because I'd argue not, with it. Well, yeah. I wouldn't argue with him, but it was like when I try and then speak to him about it, it'd become an argument. And then I'd all, it, it'd always end in him sort of emotionally... Yeah. Um, Manipulating, Manipulating yeah. yeah. Where he's like, oh, you know what I go through, you know I have to... Oh, and that's like, to... yeah, and that's the worst. For me as well, that were proper pulling on my heartstrings because it's like, no, I... then I used to think, oh, you know what, I am a really bad person, actually, because I oh, know gosh, what he goes through. Do you know what I mean? Worst. Yeah, because yeah. I just used to think, oh, if I didn't know, you know, if I didn't have yeah. the knowledge that I have health-wise, yeah. then, and I, and, I, and I was kicking off at you all the time and thinking you're being selfish, that's one thing, but I do. So I used yeah. to think, oh, shit, I am a... Re- Sorry. I used to think, oh, uh, you know, I am actually quite a really horrible person. Yeah. So I, I stopped and I demanded nothing from him at all. When he won't come and see me, he'd just say, he's going through a lot. Do you know what I mean? But then, And that's the worst in a relationship. You literally can't even, especially when someone puts that on you, you just want to be there for them, but then they're pushing you away and yeah, then yeah. you're just like, they need their space and you and don't I, know how to I deal with that. And I would always say to him, listen, you need to speak to somebody about how you feel. I know you might not yeah. want to speak to me, go speak to one of your friends, speak to one of your sisters, but he wouldn't speak to anyone as far as I'm concerned. And, and, and As I far think, as you knew. Yeah, yeah, and I still think he doesn't. And, I, I, and all I did want was for him to just, you know, like, you can open up to me, I don't yeah. mind. I'm not going to go tell your mum what you tell me. That. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, of course. You, that's what you, when, when you're a in partner, a relationship, that's what, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, let me actually be a proper partner to you now. I don't just want to see you and, like, go out with you. Yeah. And, and you know, chill with you and whatever. Like, so that's when it started going all bad, yeah. Um, just randomly, essentially, the answer to that question is, I didn't really know. He had some stuff going on his own, in his personal life that yeah. he cho- chose not to communicate with me. That's when things started to go bad. Okay, um, so yeah, moving on from that. Oh, I didn't even talk about the breakup. Okay. Do you want to talk about the breakup? Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, talk about the breakup. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, so we'll discuss the breakup. Go on. The breakup. <laughs> yeah. So things started to go really bad. He started to be really cold towards me. He didn't see me for about a month. We saw each other. We actually yeah. got along very well when we did. And uh, yeah, then a week after that, we'd ended up having a falling out about social media. Oh gosh, the biggest, yeah, literally every relationship. Yeah, but anyway, so it was literally just after our one year anniversary, four days after it, and uh, we'd had a little argument, you know what I mean? Just what normal couples go, yeah. We've had had a couple of arguments before, I didn't really think anything of it. He says, we can't carry on like this, we need to talk in person. So he is me, 19 year old, thinking, oh yeah, yeah, we're going to have a conversation, we're going to talk about, oh... I don't like this, what you're doing. You don't like this, what I'm doing. How are we going to change it? Yeah, and, and work together. Together. Yeah. Well, actually... Me and you against the problem, not me and you against each, each other. Each other. Bang yeah. on. That's very good, that. Thank <laughs> you. I use that in my you relationship. Seen You've seen that on Instagram or something. I, no, I use that in my relationship, actually. It's quite a good good way of communicating. It, <laughs> I'll send it you. No, thank you, thank you. Um, so, anyway, I've gone to him this day. It's... We, we've met so we we lived in different cities okay. and he lives about I'd say about 40 minutes away from me okay. and we'd meet in the middle which were Barnsley Barnsley oh, it's gosh. like it's only 20 minutes away yeah. from me about 20, 20, 25 minutes so away middle yeah bang yeah. on middle but it's obviously in the middle of nowhere do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean like there's no in Barnsley yeah. we'd, I don't know anyone there he don't know anyone there it's a little bit rough and all it's a bit run down so <laughs> so anyway <laughs> um he said to me, I'm going to meet you here 
I'm, I need to speak to you in person. He's made me come there middle at night, 6th of August 2021. Oh, gosh, you remember the dates. <laughs> of course, I don't remember the time and everything. Oh, so, gosh. I've driven down, he's driven down. We've sat here, we're talking. He's literally said to me, you talk first. Now, I've poured my heart out to him. Yeah. Right, that was very difficult for me to do back then as well. It's still And I know that the type of person that you are, you it's not easy for you to Mm-mm. open up. Yeah. So, I've absolutely poured my heart out to him. Do you know what I mean? I was telling him look I don't like how you're doing this it's making me feel like this I don't like doing that because it's a very vulnerable position to be in you know yeah and I don't like to feel like that so I did however and then I was like yeah all right your turn yeah <laughs> you talk first words that were to come out of his mouth but I don't want to be with you anymore and I was oh, like what gosh. <laughs> you what <are? laughs> I don't think I don't think you're thinking <laughs> don't want to be with me <laughs> I'm a fucking catch <laughs> it's all right yeah you know you're a catch i am yeah do you, know I mean? you yeah. are so i'm like what you want to break up with me i thought i i ain't done nothing to you yeah that you're breaking up with me i should have been the one to say that to you yeah <laughs> that i thought was very cheeky of you actually anyway i'm joking about it now i was absolutely crying my eyes out at the time <laughs> yeah. yeah i was shaking and everything anyway you were absolutely like a distraught. Mess. I yeah. was shocked. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That day, it, we were in the middle of nowhere in Barnsley, by the way. We weren't in one of the residential areas or anything. It was it literally was the middle of nowhere. middle of nowhere. I, yeah. And I'd never been to that And it was the middle of the night as well. Middle, it, about one, it was about one in the morning. Oh, gosh. And then uh, he got out of my car. He went to his car. I was like, no, you can't leave me. Yeah, like, as you like, do. Get off me. And then I was like, <laughs> no, Jack, don't leave me. <laughs> and then he pushed me. And then I thought, oh, sorry, I thought, oh, my God, you know, if I don't move away from his car, I'm probably knock me out right here. <laughs> so I thought, you know, let me just get in car. Yeah. So I've got in car. I would cry my eyes out. I literally, I, I didn't even notice him leave. Do you know what I didn't even see yeah. his car and everything? I looked down, you was, I you was crying my eyes crying, out, yeah. shaking everything. Proper went in shock yeah. because I had put so much into that relationship and it just randomly ended one random Friday evening for yeah. no reason. And um, I looked up and he was gone. That's it. And you, d- you actually didn't until... If until you wanted, I don't worry, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, so, obviously, after the breakup, you didn't have any contact with him. No. Um, what? Because he blocked me on everything. He blocked you. Obviously, I know that there were quite a few things that went on, but what was the first domino that fell after your breakup? So, for example, what was the first thing that pushed you to, to in your healing process? How did that happen? What? When was it? And, you know... How long after? Because I, I remember... I mean, do you want to explain how you was after for, for the first couple of weeks? Oh, good grief, yes. Let's yeah. get into that. No, pleasant, by the way. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, you said this was going to be about 15, 20 minutes. You know, by the time I'm done, yeah, I'll be about an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all right. You can take your time. Anyway, so... Um, as soon as the breakup had gone on, obviously... I genuinely feel like, to this day, I genuinely feel like my life has changed since that day. 6th of August 2021, I've been a completely different person. I genuinely think that the girl who I left in that car park is completely different to who I am now. Yeah, And and I I used to not like that at the beginning. I used to actually very much despise that. But as time's gone on, I can see that in a more positive way now. But we'll get into that. Anyway, so after the breakup, like, I'd gone home that day. I literally couldn't even sleep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I cried my eyes out to my mum. I told her everything, and that's a big thing, you know, cultural. 
yeah. culture-wise, because my mum's obviously from Pakistan. Yeah. And, you know, we've got very big, we see things very differently. Very differently, and that's understandable, because obviously... That, to me... Traditionally... Is, yeah, that she's very traditional. You, not ha- you having a relationship in the first place is seen I'm, as a taboo topic. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I, to this day, I'm shocked that I told my mum, but I did, and she was actually very supportive. So... From then, I suffered with a lot of issues because I didn't realise really how much grief and sadness affects me until this situation. Prior to this, I always knew, you know, when I've got like an exam coming up or whatever, I struggle with eating, a bit yeah. stressed out, a little bit of headaches, a little bit of tummy aches and what have you. Yeah. Stuff like that only ever lasted three, four days max. Here, it went on for about a year. It was like, yeah, I remember. When's it going to end? And what, what, were you, what were you going through in terms of symptoms? I didn't leave symptoms? my bed. Yeah. I didn't leave my bed. So after the breakup, I did not leave my bed. I didn't leave my house. So struggled with my personal hygiene, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Couldn't it's even difficult. find the motivation to get up and get in shower. Yeah. And I was only 19 at the time. And then um, I went eating. The only thing I was doing was coming downstairs for my morning coffee, whenever that were, I was having like one coffee a day, yeah. that was my only nutrition. And I was smoking relentlessly, because I used to smoke cigarettes back then, and I just used to have cigarette after cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. I'd go through like a packet a day, that's like 25 a day, that's horrendous. That's really, I've never yeah. been that bad. Um, and then, um, a month after that, well, my, my 20th birthday on 10th of September, I forced, well, well, I was forced to get up and get out of bed for my birthday that day because my sister were like what the hell like why you why have you been hiding in your bedroom yeah literally you know, why are you hiding yeah. in your and i didn't tell my big sister at this point and you're quite close to your big yeah, sister I didn't tell her. I yeah didn't tell her till a couple months after that did you tell anyone what you were going through no no i didn't tell anyone. apart from obviously your mum my knew the situation knew, my mother knew but she didn't really know what i was going through do you know what i mean I don't she just knew the situation yeah i don't think she could have supported me because it's not something that she can relate to yeah do you know 100%. what i mean she, being married once to my dad and, and and they don't do relationships she's from pakistan as well traditionally speaking she had basically no idea how much something like this yeah. affected me which is not her fault and um i went out for my birthday and i struggled to smile to this day like i look back at pictures and i find them funny because yeah i was taking pictures and, and i couldn't even smile but i went out for my birthday and that was the first day you've seen pictures, haven't you? I've seen the of pictures. Of them stress hives that I then got. Yeah, yeah I remember. On my birthday night, I've come back from being out all day, night, whatever, um, and my back was covered in stress hives. They were these, it's a rash basically that you get, and it's similar to having an allergy. Yeah. Except when you've gone through extreme distress and stress and whatever, it raises the histamine level in your body, which is like if you were allergic to apples and you eat an apple and then you get a rash you yeah. ate that apple it's raised the histamine levels in your body and then you get all itchy and whatever yeah that was happening to me for no reason whatsoever other than chemical reactions in my body and it was horrible because i'd get the rash and then i'd itch i'd itch a little tiny bit like size of a 5p coin next thing you know it's gone to like the entire size of my leg spread up my leg onto my back my so it was quite it was i remember seeing the pictures and i remember how do you know the agony that that felt as well it's not even it looked painful the agony of it because it was like it's just itchy but then after the itch has gone the aftermath yeah it absolutely burns and it's even hot to touch because i would touch it and it feel different temperature from my other the other other parts of your body yeah yeah so anyway then after that i'd gone off to and i'd started my second year at uni 
for nursing and it was placement, placement, placement. You know. Yeah, you, I remember. And that was also very tough because mentally, when I was meant to heal, I was not healing from what I was meant to, right? Yeah. As much as this, I had a good support system, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it, to be fair, it was your first relationship, so... It affected me a lot. A lot. Like and ended, especially the way it ended. It wasn't like a normal, yeah. yeah. And I didn't have a... You know, there wasn't an actual reason for you for you to end. It was just you had a couple of arguments, and in a normal relationship, if someone wants to fight, it gives you all these questions. Doesn't the it? reason that it ended was obviously because of this whatever going on in his personal life. I only found that out years after. Yeah. But at the time, I was just like, "Why? What did I do? What did I do? Was he cheating on me? Was he with someone else? Did he find someone else and he just didn't have the balls yeah. to say that?" Blah blah blah. And I had so many questions and so many things to say, but I had no way, you know, the to speak that I to him. To yeah. ask these questions to. I can't speak to, and then he's gone off that as if he hates me. Do you remember that? Yeah. Right. Honestly, I swear he's And he started acting like as if I had done something wrong to him. Do you know what I mean? Indirecting yeah. me and that, and then blocking me yeah. off everything one by one. I was like, I've not done anything you, wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm probably stopping myself from swearing you. Yeah. <laughs> got potty mouth. I do. Um. <laughs> anyway, right. Let's talk about some dominoes and that, right? <laughs> failed my second year didn't I yeah because of that even though I failed a year after I'm always gonna say I failed because of that situation because yeah you know I had to go to police in November I remember right when they were teaching the module that I failed I couldn't do that I just thought I ain't sitting in front of no laptop mate and I'm not going to know you I'm mentally gone right the last thing I want to do is sit down and start click clacking on a keyboard so I yeah, never attended. I remember. Yeah, I never attended, and then I failed that module, and um, I did speak to another boy. Yeah. Yeah, that also went wrong. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I just don't think you healed. No, I didn't. I didn't. You didn't heal properly. I didn't heal at all because I kept pushing, didn't I? Yeah. You know, when I was meant to heal, right, I was just going to work, going yeah. to placement, pretending I'm, I weren't bothered and inside. Just getting on with daily activities. Trying my life. I weren't even getting on with daily yeah. activities. For me, it's not like, oh, let me just get through this degree, let me get through with that. I was just like, you know, let me just get through the day. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I just I want remember. to get through the day and go back to bed. Get through yeah. the day, go back to bed. That's all I was doing. And my diet at this point hadn't sorted that out. I was suffering from headaches. I was suffering from acid reflux. I was in and out of my GP. And that used to make me feel... Um, that affected my self-esteem as yeah. well because I was like, you know, I'm 20 years old, I can't manage my own diet. Yeah. I've lost 10 kg. How? I yeah. can't tell you. And I thought, you know, I'm on medication because I can't eat properly. I'm on medication that people have for depression. You know, that I'm yeah. to leave. Yeah. And I thought, to me, I was very ashamed of that because I thought, I'm 20, this is supposed to be some of the best years of my life. You know yeah, I mean? of course. I'm, I'm in my prime years and here I am, you know, like crying over a break yeah. and, and stuff like that. But so what was in a major... <laughs> event so obviously you you mentioned that like you went through quite a lot of hard times to yeah. be fair really difficult that was sort of like heartbreak after heartbreak you know yeah you? Uh, when did you what was so obviously the first thing that happened was you went to the police and you spoke to them about it obviously didn't that didn't help what was the next thing that helped you I had reached out to a friend. Okay. Right. That was a very pivotal moment in that situation because yeah. it really opened my eyes and it gave me. Uh, do I can I speak about religion? Yeah. 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 All right. 
So <laughs> she can, you can speak about however you want. It's a podcast. I'm not allowed to swear though. No, so you can't swear, but you can. So stop acting like I've got okay. people <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <Yeah. one. laughs> anyway. This is why I love you because you've got perfect personality to entertain others other than myself. But it's funny though because no, we can we can look no, but we can look back now at I it and, and laugh. You know, back then if you if you'd have laughed in front of me, you wouldn't have been this. I smashed you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Anyway. So yeah, what was the major event over the last two years? Because obviously we're in two thousand and twenty three now. It's been two years since you you healed, and how has that led on to the next thing? That's led on to the next. So what had happened was I spoke to a friend, she had put me on to another person and these were some of the first people that I'd ever actually opened up to about the situation. I hadn't told any of my friends, I hadn't told any of my family other than my mum at this point. Um, the person that I'd then spoken to had um, opened my eyes a lot because obviously we're Muslim and that was a very important part of my healing because that is when I turned to my religion to help me heal before that I didn't really have anything do you know what I mean whereas when I was then praying and um, I realised the importance of praying this was when I think this was a very important part of my healing if you know what I mean I'd also been referred for therapy so but that, that I didn't actually get my therapy till a whole year later uh, so yeah that that was a major event in my healing because if I I feel like to this day if I didn't ever turn to my religion and start praying, I don't really know how else I would have healed. I'm focused on myself and so it, it sort of gave me, do you know what I mean? A clear, clear pathway. Yeah. Yeah, of what you need to do. Yeah. So once you kind of healed your relationship with God, mm. do you feel like that's when you started to heal your inner relationship? And then obviously you said you started going to therapy. So how has that been for you? Um, therapy I didn't really start till actually the past couple of months, you know, because like, obviously yeah. the waiting list for it are huge, because uh, NHS and what have you, <laughs> so, and it was save, NHS. Save, yeah, save the doctors. And the nurses. And the nurses, <laughs> so, got to put that in there. <laughs> so anyway. Have you been striking? No, I haven't, but they've got a strike coming up next week. Oh, it's today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's today and tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what was I going to say now? For my healing, the religious part, the religious aspect of it, the reason that helped me heal was because, you know, before I used to feel very like, you know, why did it happen? Why did that have to happen to me? Why was it me? I was a good person. I've never done anything wrong. Da, 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 da. Which is normal. But that is a very toxic place to be in because you're just asking questions and there isn't any answers to them questions. There yeah. isn't any answers to them questions. Yeah. So when, 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 I, when I then focused on my religion, I just sort of got to the point where I was like, you know, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Everything happens for a reason. There's That's the biggest thing in Islam. How do I say, you know, I want to say like that there's good, there, there's something good behind it, even though it yeah. was terrible and it was like a storm. There's obviously basically sunshine and yeah. rainbows after yeah. a storm. Yeah. Was then how I started. And personally, as a Muslim as well, I think it's important to touch on that because obviously we do believe that everything, everything happens, happens for a reason, reason and God puts things in your life purposely. Even you know, if it is a hardship. It com yeah. comes ease, and that's a verse in the Quran yeah, with hardship comes, comes ease. ease. So yeah, um, so you went to therapy, and then therapy I mean, was hard. Yeah, to therapy open up was about your horrendous yeah. actually. To be told, yeah, <laughs> glad we got that out there. <laughs> it was horrendous. I can remember when we first did the assessments. I 
have got referred for trauma therapy. Yeah. Right, because that was just the categories from the questions that they yeah. were asking me and the answers I were given, that is what I were referred to. Um, the assessments, they ask you tons of questions. They're literally yes or no questions, right? But it, it you don't realise how much it affects you. This was something it took me a, a while of being in therapy to realise, you know, they're here asking me questions not just about this trauma that I've gone through with that relationship, because it was actually a traumatic relationship, Yeah. Um, but also my childhood traumas and my past traumas. These are things that I've never spoken about. These are things that I refuse to even think about. Yeah. But, and, and your brain disassociates from stuff as well, yeah. so you forget. So there was a lot of things that I completely had no recollection of until they yeah. then asking me these questions, and then I realised every time I have a therapy session or a conversation with them lot, I spend the rest of the day livid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fuming and I'd go out and I'd be arguing and fighting with just completing it over random stage. Yeah. I know you remember. Yeah, I do but, remember yeah. very well. And and, and, I, and I've told my therapist and she was like, yeah, that's normal because it's like... Part of the healing process to open up about everything. It's yeah. annoying but it's like as if it has to get worse for it. It's yeah. better. Um, so since then, has there been any contact, has there been any positives that you want to take away from, and have you got any advice? Mm. Um, right. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> so anyway, me and the, the individual, which was a male by the way, yeah. me and that individual were actually no contact for, since that day, 6th of August 2021, <coughs> up until very recently. Yeah. Just a month ago now, okay. right? Um, I were blocked on all social media. He'd actually deleted some of his social media and um, he randomly just contacted me one day. He ran me on no caller ID um, and I was just driving down to Bradford getting food and why? I'm the always best. In yeah, the best city for food. Wait, bloody it. Anyway, <laughs> so I was going to get food and he's rang me and he was literally having a panic attack on the phone and everything. He was like, oh, I really need to speak to you. <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't laugh and stuff, but he was absolutely panicking and and, and that, and he was like, "I'm not." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Charve is coming is. Um So anyway, I'm going to say something nasty to you then <laughs> about you. I'm used to it. <laughs> so anyway, he's contacting me. He was like, "I really need to speak to you," and he was begging me to come and see him right yeah. there. And then it was two o'clock in the morning, and I was with my little sister going to get food, and I was like, "No, I'm with my little sister." So we ended up speaking on phone that day till six in the morning. And he always thought that we were going to kick off at him. Yeah. Which I always thought we were going to do as well. But, you know, I'd let go of that anger, you know, through yeah. healing, through time, through therapy and stuff like that. And I wasn't really angry at him and that situation anymore. I kind of come to peace with it. And the last part of coming to peace with it was through speaking to him. Yeah, I believe it went the last, but it was a very big thing. Thing, because you, I remember you always saying, "I really want to just speak to him and just that all I want to do yeah, is have a closing some, conversation." I remember that. Do you know what I mean? Get some yeah. things out. Like you need to speak to me and answer me these questions so yeah. I can understand the the relationship. Was it even a relationship? Did you feel the same way that I felt? Do you know what I mean? Was yeah. I was I being stupid? Yeah. And and so anyway, when I spoke to him uh, that day, we ended up staying up for, and it was actually really good bit of a bittersweet moment because I'd still realised, you know, I had so much love for him. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? so it opened that barrier again. Not really, but it was like, wow, I can't believe it, this is someone that I used to love, like, this is one person that I can definitely say I loved with all my heart and, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I ain't spoke to you for two years, I'm speaking to you on phone now, it's so weird. So that happened and you felt I like you I spoke to him in person, 
as yeah. well following day we spent a couple of hours together it, i did then obviously manage to get answers to all these questions that you know i've had over the years and that was a very big part of my healing because um do you know it did answer all them questions for me he, hearing him say from his, excuse me from his own mouth you know it was never you the problem was never you it was me yeah. hearing him say that meant a lot to me because I always thought you know what's wrong with me it, it, and as a young woman it'll make you very insecure if somebody just randomly breaks up you're going to think oh what, what, what was I ugly was I not good enough yeah. yeah you're always going to ask yourself was I not good enough yeah so having him answer all these questions definitely brought peace to me because I realised you know he was going through a lot you know his caring situation with his father he actually had a family situation well I've just told you who we were looking after now I won't yeah. say that <laughs> anyway right so his caring situation with his relative his whole family situation in general I'd realised that you know that breakup was not to do with me it was unfair that it was me but it was nothing to do with me it was all to do with his personal situation and he yeah. even told me he spoke to one of his sisters and even she said to him look the way you did it was wrong you know the things that I wanted him to know about himself right like the way he checked me and how it was so horrible he actually figured that out himself yeah so it just it did take time from both sides but have you got any advice for anyone who's currently going through that and what words I mean in a couple of simple sentences what would you recommend people or women or girls or guys whoever it is that's going through a similar situation what would you recommend them do to be totally honest with you, I know this might sound a bit rich coming from me, but I'm totally against young people being in relationships yeah. because of what I had to go through. In one way, I'm actually really glad that I went through that heartbreak at 19 years yeah. old, and now I'm 21 and I can see it, see it in a different way. If I could go back and talk to my 19 and 18-year-old self, I would tell her, don't get in a relationship with him. You, you, you think that you love someone so much and you would do anything for him at that age because you're quite stupid as well and you're naive, but... It's too young to be doing that that to yourself. It really is too young to be doing that to yourself. Yeah. To say that I'm 21, and over the past year, couple past couple of years, you know, I've been through what I felt like was I literally felt like you know my whole world got turned upside down. Yeah. With because the relationship was bad, the ending yeah. was even worse. Do you know what I mean? And I, I struggled with my own health and everything because of it. I would totally, totally, totally oppose against it. But anybody who is in that situation, um. It's hard to stay strong. I would definitely, as, as an advice, I would say do not stalk <laughs> and check up on your ex-partner. Do not do that. That's not your place to do that. Don't wish for them to one day or just say, oh, I just need to speak to him so I can tell him this, I can tell him that, or I can yeah. tell her this and tell her that. I want her to know what she put me through. People will realise what they put you through, right? Mm -hmm. And if they don't, because now I say this, because I before he contacted me, I'd come to a point where I was like, you know, he's put me through this, he's put me through that, I suffered with this, I suffered with that, I want him to know, I want an apology for it. I also got to a point where, on the other hand, I was telling myself, do you know what? If he doesn't come back to me, if he doesn't apologise for what he's done, it just shows what a horrible person he really is. Yeah. Because he's got no remorse for what he's done. Yeah. Do you know? So it's like, don't wait on anyone. Don't wait on an apology. Don't wait for somebody to come back to you. Just get on with your get life. Get on with your stuff, yeah, like... But yeah, thank you so much for that, Sahar. <laughs> that is that was an amazing story. Obviously, I always love how courageous you was during... I mean, even the last two years, I can see such a big improvement from when we first, you know, 
spoke about this. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed um, to her story. Well, I hope you can, you know, take something away from it. And um, yeah, thank you. And I hope you all have a great rest of your day, wherever you're listening from, whether that's in the morning or the evening. Um, but yeah, everyone take care and hopefully see you back soon for a next another episode.